Welcome to Empowering Leaders Podcast, where we redefine leadership so you can take your people where you want them to go. I'm Yaja. And I'm Alex. If there's ever a time to empower our leaders, it's now. Whether it's a pandemic, a natural disaster, political upheaval, challenges faced in the workplace, or even personally, great leadership is key. No matter the crisis, or even if there is none, our episodes are filled with relevant conversations around what it takes to be an empowered leader. We'll have guests joining us as we dive deep into ways in which we can all communicate more clearly, build a stronger culture, engage and influence with relevance, and so much more. We love your feedback so that we can make this epic for you and we can all learn and create a world of empowered leaders because empowered leaders empower leaders. So we invite you to rate our show and share your feedback in your review. Now, let's jump in and explore. Well, welcome back to another episode of Empowering Leaders. I'm really pleased to be here again with Alex Egan and today we decided we would talk on something that's very close to our heart at the moment and that is this whole thing around how important it is to communicate well and the consequences of great communication. So what we thought we might start with is a little story, if I may, Alex, ask you to share something that's been going on for you the last few days or so, which demonstrates the consequences of bad communication. Absolutely. But before I start, I was going to turn the light on. It's a bit dark. Yes, absolutely. Yes, lighting is very important. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Poor lighting, the consequences of poor lighting and the consequences of great lighting. Awesome. Um, So I'm not going to go into the whole story. Um, Mm. but I love what you said there, Yaja, and yes, uh, the consequences of great communication, um, and the effects of it. And so just to go back to, uh, currently my husband is in hospital and, um, we had a little bit of a situation on Saturday where he was struggling to breathe. I'm sorry Um, to hear that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And mm. so he was in a, on a particular ward and he continuously was asking for help, help me breathe, you know, and yeah. I need someone to help me. And this was at 8.43 in the morning when he texted mm. me and said that he was struggling to breathe. Yeah. Long story short, nothing had been done until about 11.45. That's dreadful. It's disgusting. And so in between that, what had happened was the nurse that he was asking or his nurse at that time um, had apparently tried to um, contact the doctor. She had apparently communicated with the doctor three times and the doctor had said that he'd been busy with other patients. In the meantime, I had contacted the nurse and said, my husband's struggling to breathe. I'm really concerned about his well-being. Can you do something about it? Um, and she then turned around and said that she'd already been in touch with the doctor. The doctor said that he'd had under other clients. There was nothing more she could do. Now, mm. you can imagine, you can imagine at that moment, my fear, my anger, my emotions. Yeah, understandable. The fear of what's going to happen to Doug, you know, in that. Yeah. Um, anyway, a lot of things were going through my head. 
And so at that moment, I took control after all of that happened so very quickly and contacted uh, authorities basically above her and stuff got done at 11.45. Appalling, disgusting. And as a result, he got moved to ICU, the cardiac section of ICU, yeah. because he was in a really bad way. There was a huge breakdown in communication right there. And it all stemmed from top down. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I'm at at the moment. Like, yeah, so I'll pause. What was your question again? Apologies, Yaja. As you can imagine. Oh, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there would be a lot of emotion that would yeah. be surrounding this entire experience. Totally. Just, just, yeah, just interested to hear that this this is a consequent of bad communication from within the within the hospital system whichever totally. system it happens to be and 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 what i find interesting is yes this is happening in the hospital environment and 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 it's terrible because the consequences are potentially uh, deadly uh, it happens also in the corporate world in 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 companies and the consequences they don't appear to be dire and yet they can be because they can easily affect people's lives and they do affect people's lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. Look, it's Doug's is physical. There are mental illnesses. There are people who are emotionally unwell within the workplace. What I have um, observed with this particular nurse and the nurses on this ward or in, in our circumstance is that, and what, you know, um, what has happened clearly is that um, they've gone into autopilot. And so as soon as they step in through those doors of the workplace, because in this case, it's their workplace, yeah. um, they suddenly go into autopilot of how that particular culture wants them to be, to act, to respond to communicate or not. Yeah. Um, and so suddenly, and this happens in every organisation, you know, so suddenly we walk into the doors of our workplace or through the doors of our workplace and we put a different hat on without even knowing. Yeah. We become someone who we're not. Gotcha. Um, we, we, we almost, you know, put this, this, um, you know, this costume on that doesn't mm. sit right. Mm. Um, and doesn't even fit our values and doesn't even fit our beliefs or any of that yet we have to, well, we don't have to, but they choose to because how dare they challenge the status quo? How dare they, how dare this nurse challenge yeah. her doctor? Yeah. You know, um, my question is how, how dare you not? <laughs> mm. um, you know, this is somebody's life. Yeah. at risk in this instance yeah. and yeah. in other organizations it could be someone's life again because it's their mental well-being their emotional well-being are they stable enough to deal with that or are we just putting process hat on the procedures hat on and all this bullshit bureaucratic crap that yeah. gets in the way of everything and forget that behind all of that is a human being with feelings who gives who really 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 needs to be cared for who has a family to go to who has children and grandchildren and who just simply wants to go home safe and sound, you know? Yeah. So, so I'm wondering what's, what are we looking at here in that case? So well, we're looking at culture, so things. culture, we're looking yeah. at, um, we're looking at what's considered as important in the culture 
rather than what's important for um, the customer, for the yeah, client. That's it. So culture comes in under, so you know, is, is just pretty much the umbrella and what comes in under that is what matters. So, yeah. you know, the problem is right there. And I've written an article on this as well this morning is basically people are not, are not encouraged to think on their own. They're not in They're not allowed to think, you know, like how many organizations give someone a script and say, just use that. And we expect that in the call center, sadly. Uh, uh, no, it happens in organizations face to face. Yes, of course. And, and that's, we, we kind of know it happens in call centers. Yeah. We would think that in an organization that is providing a service or even products that people are given that opportunity to think for themselves, but they're yeah. told how to think. Yeah, they're told how to think, what to say, how to react, um, how to respond without considering or listening. Yes. Listening to hear, not listening yeah. with the intention of responding in terms of their policies and procedures. Yeah. It's about really listening to the situation, right, to understand um, the feelings of that particular individual at that moment. Um, you know, and so this is not encouraged enough. I mean, I've, I've worked with organisations who are in the same situation, obviously not as, um, not, not dissimilar to Doug's on a different level, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, there is no room for free flowing. Instead, it's, it is. And as I say in my article, it's filled with bureaucratic, bureaucratic crap policies and procedures. And so, um, you know, but what if there was a culture then where we did, people do support and foster the vision, walk the talk, in other words. So mm. not just have it all over the walls about their values and vision and yet don't walk the talk, you know, walk the talk. And so it's important. Yeah then that that comes from top down it's yeah and so that that comes back to our other um podcast where we were talking about this whole thing of um what was i going to just say but this whole thing of walking the talk yeah. of of having a culture that has values that are lived and not simply words on a wall Absolutely. Values are key. And we did talk about this at the last one. Absolutely. We did. And we spoke about yes. how we are driven by our values. Now, here's the thing, though. I, I am more than 100% sure that these nurses' values are not the values that they put on as soon as they put on the uniform. Yeah, yeah. This horrible um, costume that they yes. get into when they go through those doors. Yes. I'm pretty sure that they feel sick in their tummy that they couldn't do even more for Doug and every other person like Doug. And yet you say that they feel sick in the stomach that they couldn't. The thing is they could, but they chose they could, not to. But they choose not to. And here's the thing, again, we all have different ways of, de of dealing with communication challenges. You yes. know, we yes. all have different ways. There are certain people who really don't give a shit about that and they will challenge the status quo yeah. because it's in their best interest to do so. They, it makes yeah. them feel better. It's better for everyone around yes. them and obviously better for the for the greater good yeah um, but then there are people who don't know how to yeah. do that yeah and they're scared and they're fearful and they yeah. have their own challenges yes you know, so I, I would imagine that for this to change because you later said you had also had a conversation with the director of the I did. hospital I, I went I did I that was another interesting story and really the buck stops with him and well it does and it does go further up of course um, i'm sure there's a board yes. and all sorts of things correct so 
to which he's answerable to. The thing is, he too, or she, or whoever it happens to be, could quite easily say, I'm sorry, but this is not what this, this hospital is about. The thing is, he's chosen to go along with profit over people. Totally. And it was very demeaning very demeaning in his manner and who knows and and we all understand everyone's under lots of pressure i'm sure he's under lots of pressure and this is where i get Mm. what you're saying yeah but that is irrelevant absolutely so this is where emotional intelligence comes into it yes because you know what we've all got we've all got pressures we've all got shit going on and leaders are the ones who need Need to be able to go beyond that Yeah, need to bring in their human, need to bring in their emotional intelligence. They need to be able to balance it out Yeah, and say, okay, and in their mind so very quickly and effortlessly, this all needs to be going on and, okay, I get the policies and procedures of a human being in front of me right now. How can I deal with this a bit differently? How can I make this better for this person instead of, you know, that structure of policy? Yeah. Yeah. And this is where the leader whoever it may be, the manager, whoever, right? So you know what I'm talking about now. The person yeah, who's in charge yeah. needs to basically, I think, seek to understand so that, so that everybody then is understood. Yeah. Um, so it has to start from there. It's got to trickle down from there. It's got to domino effect down from there. And it would be um, interesting the difference just that one little act would make. Yeah just that one little shift in attitude. I want to understand. I want to understand my nursing staff. I want to understand the nursing leaders. I want to, and, and, and they themselves were then taken into their teams and into their wards and it would make a huge difference. You know, it would, you know what, what I've noticed and learned over the last few days, Mm -hmm. um, and so I guess as a human behaviour expert, I, I observe everything. I observe my own behaviour as well, mm. um, which has been quite a, an interesting journal um, that I've been keeping. Yeah, I can imagine. My next book yeah. um, is this, is that what I've observed is that people forget they're human. They forget to step into the shoes of a human being when they're wearing an identity. That's interesting what you're saying there. And, uh, and you know, when I, when I stopped for a moment after he started coming at me with um, procedures and policies, I asked if he was married. And he was, he is. And I said, how would it feel for you if that was your wife laying on that bed right now? Mm. That's where it changed. Mm. So we tend to forget that we too are human Mm. and we need to stop totally zipping up that costume and not letting some air come in of humanity. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that is so important. No matter what we do, what you do as a, as a job, no matter what you do, no matter what your damn title and tenure, because that's all it is. It's a freaking title. It's a word. It's a word and it should not define you as a person. Yes. It should not take over your values and your beliefs. Hundred, you shouldn't have to copy and paste. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is a reflection of the culture that yeah. has been put into place there. Totally. Itself. And it's interesting, you know, you were talking about the bureaucracy, the procedures and the systems and, and all of that kind of stuff. People have 
we know the importance of them. The thing is, I can see it reminds me of, believe it or not, Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen that? No. Okay. <laughs> well, it's got Johnny Depp. Anyway, he's okay. it's really he hilarious. doesn't do it for me, Yaja. <laughs> yes. So there's Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. yeah. He's in it as well, and he yeah. refers to this. Oh, I can't remember the term. The peop, anyone who's watched it will know what I'm talking about. But he refers to um, something that's a code, a pirate's code that Jeffrey Rush says, oh, it's not really a code. It's more of a guideline. And it's interesting because in a way procedures are guidelines. They're not the be all and end all. So it's like we've got it skewed. They're there to help us see what needs to be done. And then how we do it is entirely up to our humanity then to do it and skills and all sorts of other things. I agree. I 100% agree. And here's the problem. Because they are only guidelines and they may not have been communicated as such. That's right. We all hear things differently. So again, depending on how we hear, how we communicate, depends on whether we take guidelines as gospel mm-hmm. or we are aware that they are just simply that. Because yes. some people, when guidelines are given, they will not challenge the person. They obey. End of story. And I hate that word with a passion. Right? Uh, I do too. Oh, pardon me. Um, but the thing is that... They obey to a T and they do not um, sway in any way, shape or form. This can be dangerous, you know. And uh, when somebody obeys, it means they see nothing else. And it also means that there are fears there, the fear of consequence. Rather than a positive consequence, they're fearing they're fearing the negative consequence of um, having failed to obey. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Look, it goes absolutely. back so much and, then, you know, that, that comes back to conditioning and all that crap, right? So yes. Can, and that's stuff that we can certainly discuss later on, whatever. But um, you're right. The thing is, is that it is to do with uh, our conditioning, our beliefs around authority, I guess. Yeah. Um, our beliefs around, you know, I mean, I was raised in a, in a very strict Greek family background you know authority even a police officer you do as they say blah 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 now here's the thing i could go ahead and do all that but i don't because i'm i personally myself and am a different energy you know like i um i do challenge the status quo because i understand there are guidelines and i certainly obey guidelines however if i feel that they do not match my values i will i won't stay there Mm. Um, you know i'll i'll Full, full steam ahead until I get the right outcome for everybody involved. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone's like that. For the greater good. Correct. But not everybody's like that. No, and that's something that we can learn to do though. But it's got to start with someone and usually it's the people above, so to speak. Correct. But the thing is, this is a dangerous situation. And, you know, we've got to choose our staff wisely and who it is that we're positioning in what role because... Um, and I understand that business managers, executives, whatever, they just want people to do as they say, not as they do. Mm. And just, you know, bang, 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 just sort of um, obey. Mm. But that's bullshit. What, what, a culture, what sort of a culture is that? Mm. Mm. It's a culture that is so freaking rigid. 
Yeah. Creating it's not helpful so at all. So many more problems as a result. Yeah. And failures and all yeah. this sort of crap, right? Yeah. So, at the end of the day, um, I think it's really important to create a culture where it's okay for people to bring their individuality yeah. and bring a little bit of their own self and their own values and their own beliefs and challenge the status quo and it be okay. Mm. Um, especially when we, when we're, um, when there's humans involved, because, you know, I'd hate to break it to everyone. And I understand this, this may be a little bit of a, and I'm not being sarcastic by any means, but the robots aren't here yet. Um, so, and yet, and yet we're the human ra- robots. Correct. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're human and it's really important for, for, for it to start from top down that people start to acknowledge um, feelings of people. And yeah. That, that your clients and your customers and your patients and your whoever, yeah. whoever, whatever it is that you call your customers are listened to. to yeah. Be- yeah. So to, to make that happen in your mind, um, what kind of, what is it that we would need to do? What, what is it that people would need to do to start getting on that track? Because people are in jobs where uh, the powers that be uh, perhaps are not yet prepared to make any changes in how things are um, acted on. And maybe they still will continue having the expectation that people uh, have to follow the procedures no matter what. Um, So what can the leaders at the lower levels, what can the people at the lower levels do to make that happen, to start making a difference so that they start to experience those great, the the consequences of great communication? That's a great question, but a very, very broad question. Hmm. And, there's so many factors to that question what's one thing to answer it just very broadly for you and for the purposes of this um this session that we have here together for our listeners and all the rest and our viewers of course is um they firstly need to be at a space where they're confident and emotionally intelligent as well Mm. they need to be in a position where they are fully aware of their own communication skills and mm-hmm. abilities. Yeah. They need to um, be at a place or at a, at a level where there is no personal opinion, right? It's basically what is in the best interest of this person in front of me. Got it. Yeah. Um, and so it's really about less focused on dominating and more intent on listening to be, to hear. Yes. Um, listening to communicate really with less ego and bringing more vulnerability, bringing Got your it. human. Yeah. Um, and I include this in my article as well. Yeah. And so essentially it's really about remembering to bring in the human touch, mm, mm. human connection. Mm. And, it, and I would say there's probably a fine line because when you're st- stuck in it, for example, like you, uh, you have been or had been uh, with a hospital situation, there is that kind of fine line or balance between um, how not to be the victim and because it's so, it would be so easy to fall into that trap and yet at the same time recognise, well, there, there, is, there is stuff that's going on here that shouldn't be happening. I've got to step up here and Absolutely. speak speak up. 
So it's not about being the victim. It's no. about what's right for everyone because you were also concerned about, you know, the other people that were in the hospital. Oh, totally. I've the other patients in the hospital. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. There was other things going on, which I'm not going to speak about yeah. now, but certainly I did bring not just my husband into the equation. It was everybody in that room mm. that was dealing with some other stuff as well. Yeah. Not to mention um, in the emergency when we first went in last Wednesday, when this all started. Um, so yes, it's not just about Doug. It's about every other Doug. Yeah. It's about yes. every patient. Yeah. It's about yeah. every customer service, a uh, customer person. It's about yeah. everybody who's, who's at that vulnerability stage where they probably haven't got the strength to, to voice, to, to have them, themselves heard. Absolutely. Cause it's so personal. Yes. They shouldn't have to be in that situation. No. Pardon and, me, and if the culture was bring, um, you know, how is it that the person that they're there confronted by, that's potentially the authority figure, how can yeah. they come down to feel that vulnerability, to feel that pain yeah. and then to um, respond re with, with relevance? Yes. And interesting. I, I, I would imagine that if it was a healthy culture, you would have been able to speak up your concerns, your worries. They would have listened. They would have taken action and that would have been it done and dusted. You would not have had to think about anything more. Correct. Yep. It's, it's and and right. they would have communicated every step yep. of the way. They would have told you what's happening. They would have told Doug what's happening. Yeah. Fan, Absolutely. Yeah, and I know it's the culture, Yaja, and I know mm. it's the culture because the supervisor there said to me, I've brought this to their attention. They're not listening. Yes. So that in itself is enough to understand mm. that even the staff, even the leaders sort of know. below the people above yeah. Yeah. Um, are feeling it as well. And I mean, imagine how they feel when they go home at night thinking yeah. that, you know, shit, I could have done this differently, but I can't because, you know, I've got yeah. this pressure from the people yeah. above me and I'm a leader and blah, blah, blah. But again, it comes back to, well, even if you're a leader, how can you speak up? You can speak up if you want to. I mean, I've been in that predicament before where as a leader, I disagreed with top um, instruction and directive. And I've absolutely advocated for my staff to the mm. nth degree. Mm. I have now swooped and I was cool with that. But it was mm. about my staff and my customers. Now, not every leader has that ability, right? So, yeah. um, and quite frankly, how do, you, how do you do that if you don't know how or if yep. you haven't got yeah. the, um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but the, so, I yes. think, that, you know, and I, I love that we raised this today. I think as painful as it, might, as it is for me right now, at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about how could we raise awareness I mean, I love that you invited this conversation. So mm. thank you. And I think it's important that, um, I think it's helped me talking about it too. But mm. aside from that, it's not just about me. It's about how can we raise this awareness? How can we shake things up a little bit? Yeah. And um, make start looking for looking, start, start thinking of possibilities. What other way? There are other ways. And so everyone needs to be able to, uh, start considering other ways. You know what? What's happened to customer service? That's mm. end of story for me. Mm. Where is that? Where, I don't know about you. I think we're sort of fairly similar in age. But um, here's the thing. I remember very many years ago, very, very many years ago, where the client, the customer, the patient, the person, whoever, 
came first. Mm. That was that was it. That was it. They were they were first. It's mm. non-existent. Yeah. There's, there's this fight for um, I don't know what it is, but you know what? It sucks. It really sucks, and <laughs> it has taken the whole human human connection away from it yeah. all. And it's um, it's scary. It's yeah. Scary. Look, thankfully, it doesn't happen everywhere because uh, we do hear of great stories. And all it takes, though, is one story like yours to really put a bad name, really put a bad name to a particular industry or profession. Um, and, and I think as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as company company people on the board of companies and corporations or whatever need to realize that there is importance in in how we treat our people i mean Absolutely. it's not a big deal actually it's not a big thing no, and, yet- and i i don't want to take away i i just really need to make a point here yeah go for it i don't want to take away the wonderful work that nurses do because oh, oh my, my god, god yeah. they put their lives in the firing line yeah. right they really it's tough it. they leave their families at night to come to work and i get and respect each and every one of them what pisses me off is that they too are a victim here so mm. they're the ones that have to tell people like Doug and myself who you know, of course, I'm going to react. It's my, it's my husband. I want to bring him home. My children are, are worried. Our grandchildren are worried. It's a family thing. You know, like vulnerability has set in. I'm vulnerable. I'm going to react. She's in the firing line or whoever it is. People up above are sitting in their bloody offices, you know, throwing out all these directives, forgetting that there are people involved. Yeah. So I don't want to take it away from... And I certainly... From the great work that they do. From the great work that they yeah. do, and I will never do that. Yeah. Because um, frontline staff are very, very important mm-hmm. and they do incredible work. Mm. And they are exactly that. They are frontline staff mm. doing what they've been told to do. Mm. However, there has got to be a time where they can challenge the status quo if it's not right. Because mm. it doesn't mean just because someone says to do something, it's right. That's right. Is it the right thing? So it's the fine line, yeah? Yeah. No, absolutely. No, great, great conversation, Alex. I I really think that there's a lot of value here. You've triggered a lot of really interesting points. And, um, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for, for everyone who's listening, everyone who's going to be watching this, to be able to start really considering what it is that we can do to create such communication that, will result in um, a unified workplace, a place where people actually want to be at, a place where they know that they're going to treat their customers well and they're going to naturally do it. Mm -hmm. They don't have to think about how am I supposed to behave in this case. They'll know because it's in their hearts. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Mm. So, no, it's um, definitely... Definitely a topic that needs to be pulled apart and unpacked and taken <laughs> seriously. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Alex. It's been no. a great pleasure and, and all the very best with Doug. Um, Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I look forward to, to seeing his recovery taking place quickly. Same. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Yaja. Thank you.